You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I cover the Chicago Bears for NBC Sports Chicago, and I cover the NFL for Pro Football Focus. Locked On Bears is your podcast destination for daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. And today, we're looking at the latest on the Bears injury report with a look ahead to how it might affect their game against the New England Patriots. Of course, the headliner is Khalil Mack, so we'll touch on the Bears' pass rush and what it could look like without him, but we'll also circle around to the wide receiving core with Allen Robinson Limited and the cornerback room with Prince Mukamara once again dealing with the hamstring injury. So Khalil Mack officially missed the Bears' Wednesday practice. He and Marcus Cooper were the only two players who did not participate at all, where Prince Mukamara, Allen Robinson, and Eric Cush were limited participants, and we'll get to them more later. But obviously, Mac is the big one here. I mean, we saw him certainly limited to some extent against the Miami Dolphins. We saw a lack of pass rush from him. We saw Pro Football Focus give him his career-low grade for his performance in that game. It wasn't just the pass rush. It was run defense. He missed a couple tackles in there as well and just unable to consistently affect the quarterback. We saw Vic Fangio opt to drop Mack back into coverage a little bit more and try and bring some more pass rushing from the interior with Danny Trevathan going after the quarterback, but whatever Fangio tried to do, it didn't work in that game. And now we're looking ahead to the New England Patriots, where I really feel like every potential injury here for the Chicago Bears just gets magnified. It's another opportunity for the mastermind of Bill Belichick to find another way to exploit what the Bears are able to do and unable to do, particularly in this case, maybe rushing the passer. At least with Khalil Mack, he has not missed a game in his now, what, five-year NFL career up to this point. Played 16 every season, and this ankle injury doesn't appear to be significant. You know, Matt Nagy continues to call him day-to-day, and it's a situation that they're monitoring, but this is not a major injury that's going to keep him sidelined for long. But at the same time, maybe he's due at this point now, what, 27 years old, and he's had a lot of snaps under his belt here that maybe he's not as durable as he once was. But we'll see heading into New England. I I think the one saving grace here for the Bears might be the Patriots injury situation of their own. Like we talked yesterday with Mark Schofield from Locked On Patriots, the Patriots right tackle Marcus Cannon is also injured. He suffered a concussion last week and is in the concussion protocol. Now two weeks in a row, the Bears are facing an offensive tackle in the concussion protocol, but Cannon was unable to participate on Wednesday as well. And if he's unable to go, the Patriots will rely on their backup, Adrian Waddle, formerly of the Detroit Lions, and that's a plus matchup for the Chicago Bears. That maybe, even if Khalil Mack can't go, maybe Marcus Cannon won't be able to go, and you'll have backup pass rusher against backup right tackle. Because I think Aaron Lynch 
can win that matchup more consistently than in than when it's a backup right tackle in there. I mean, we know he's a pretty good situational pass rusher at this point. He's been healthy this year, which is a, a nice touch for him. But, you know, maybe not fully proven enough to the point that you want him playing absolutely every down. But he gives you a lot of consistent play when he has been on the field. So if Mac is unable to go, they'll certainly need... Uh, Aaron Lynch to step up but for me for some reason it just keeps coming back to Leonard Floyd here again your top 10 pick continues to not look like a top 10 pick at this outside linebacker position I mean he really against the Dolphins was just terrible and I don't I don't know how much longer this hand injury can continue to be the excuse because to me it looks worse it looks like it's not just well he can't use that hand and so it's it's unable to to create pressure that way it's we're not seeing a variety of pass rush moves we're not seeing them executed effectively when he does try them we're not seeing him be able to turn the corner as well with speed and i i don't know how much of that is really hand injury based i understand you know when when you don't have the full ability to maybe grip with that hand as much as he'd like it doesn't allow him to maybe you know, pull on the opposing offensive lineman's jersey a little bit more, but even if it was a full-on club, you know, you're still able to pull off most, if not all, of your pass rush moves, maybe not quite as comfortably as you'd like, but, you know, he's had five games now to produce, and he doesn't have more than a single pressure in any of the five games. And people love to point out Leonard Floyd's coverage snaps, but it really hasn't been all that much. I mean, it's a slightly higher percentage than it was last year, but we're we're talking about 4%, 4 to 5% of his total passing plays more going to pass coverage than to pass rushing. So, over the course of a game, that's one or two more coverage snaps per game than he was running last year and in years before. So, the coverage isn't it's not so significant that it's limiting his ability to pass rush. Maybe he's having fewer total opportunities to pass rush because they have more of a rotation at outside linebacker. But on a snap-to-snap basis, you are not seeing him produce pressure even at the rate that he did last year. I mean, we're seeing a regression, a downward regression from what we've seen from the past in Leonard Floyd when everyone was talking about, you know, this is now year three. This is the time for him to step up and be that premier pass rusher. I mean, can you imagine if the Bears didn't have Khalil Mack in those first four games? I mean, we saw what that looks like against Miami, what this Bears pass rush has looked like without Khalil Mack when you're relying on Leonard Floyd to be your top guy. It's not pretty. And if Khalil Mack's unable to go against the Patriots, even with the backup right tackle in there, I, I'm not sure that this pass rush is going to be real pretty for the second week in a row. And if you or maybe your spouse haven't been looking pretty for a couple weeks in a row now, maybe you should check out Swap.com. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store with quality hand-inspected items added every single day. You can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Nike, J. Crew, Carter's Gap, you name it, it's there on swap.com. And if something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. Swap.com has a special offer for our Locked On Bears listeners. Get 35% off select items on your first order when you use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. 
Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. You can search through millions of clothes right from the ease of your fingertips at Swap.com. And don't forget your locked-on promo code to save an extra 35% on select items. Up next, we turn our attention to the offense and this wide receiver position with Allen Robinson potentially in question for Sunday's game. Keep it locked on Locked On Bears. So, Allen Robinson appears on the Bears injury report on Wednesday with a groin injury. Not something I particularly remember noticing during that Dolphins game. Maybe it's something he kind of dealt with and didn't really let anyone notice, but it wasn't the most productive game from Allen Robinson. Wasn't anything too concerning in that sense, but it was clearly a all right, another really Taylor Gabriel and Tariq Cohen day, but Robinson still had five catches for 64 yards and a touchdown, a nice touchdown on that first play after Kyle Fuller's second interception. And clearly, I mean, Robinson is your number one wide receiver. And the fact that he's just limited on the first day of practice with this groin injury suggests that he'll likely be able to play on Sunday. But even if he doesn't, it, it does raise a point here about what Bill Belichick's going to try and do to slow down this Bears offense. We talked yesterday with Mark Schofield from Locked On Patriots, and he makes a great point about how Bill Belichick runs his defense and what they try and do from a game plan standpoint. Is Bill Belichick will take away your best option. He will take away what it is that you want to do with your offense. So last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, They double-teamed tight end Travis Kelsey and forced Patrick Mahomes to go elsewhere. Mahomes struggled pretty well early on. Eventually, he started getting Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill a little bit more involved, and they were able to put up, what was it, 40 points in what was a Patriots win, I I might add. So in, in that sense, it worked for Bill Belichick. And so when we turn that to the Bears offense here, they have a bit of a luxury here that the Chiefs also had as to... If you are going to take away the option the Bears might want the most, they have a lot of other weapons here that are capable of stepping up to make plays. Like, in terms of this Matt Nagy system, it seems like the last couple weeks, Tariq Cohen has kind of been the guy that they've been going to. And it's not always necessarily that they're trying to go to him, but he's the guy that they were able to get matched up against Dolphins linebackers and and get those favorable matchups I think literally all six or all seven of Tariq Cohen's catches came against a linebacker in coverage. So I would guess that the Patriots are going to try and take him away, maybe by isolating one of their safeties. You know, they use a lot of three safety defensive packages, and maybe you kind of leave Patrick Chung or or Devin McCourty or whoever one-on-one and following Tariq Cohen all over the field no matter where he goes. So he's always got at least one guy on him, and then you know you can double him if you're in a zone or you know find different ways to just try and eliminate the matchup mismatch that Cohen can be. But if Belichick does that and is able to do that successfully, then you're looking at you know Trubisky having to find guys elsewhere. And the Bears offense just happens to have a lot of guys elsewhere that you can rely on. It's not like the 
the Calvin Johnson Lions teams of so for so long where Calvin Johnson was their only receiver and their only playmaker. And if you could stop him, you pretty well stopped the offense. The Bears have other guys who can make plays. So whether it's Cohen that Belichick tries to take away, maybe it's Taylor Gabriel because he's been a, a pretty key weapon the last two games. It's really been the two of those guys. It's been their show. And I'm not sure Bill Belichick can take away both. So maybe that's your starting point offensively. You say, okay, Bill, take away one of those two and we'll throw to the other one. We'll... You know, if you try and take away Tariq Cohen, Matt Nagy sits there and says, I'm, I'm throwing deep down the sideline to Taylor Gabriel like we got last week. Because if you're taking a safety on Tariq Cohen all the time, you might not be able to sit back there with two deep safeties to help on those deep balls. Maybe not as much as you might like. So, I mean, when Belichick tries to eliminate one of your options, he, he has to pay a price for that somewhere. And it's on Matt Nagy to be able to find exactly where and how to take advantage of where Belichick is giving you plays to be made while also trying to take away, you know, maybe what you more wanted to do. But that's kind of where Allen Robinson comes back into this. If Allen Robinson's not able to go, and that leaves probably Anthony Miller to start on the outside, it just takes one more of those other playmakers away. That, you know, if Bill Belichick is blitzing Trubisky and trying to take away a lot of the dump-off passes to the running backs and you know the quick stuff over the middle, that's when you're going to want Allen Robinson to be able to win those one-on-one matchups, even just on the quick curl routes. It's a quick, easy throw, and it can be a contested target for Allen Robinson that you can trust he's going to come down to because you can't really do that with Taylor Gabriel, can't do it with Tariq Cohen. You can kind of do it with Anthony Miller, but he's not the biggest receiver in the world. I mean, he's he's under six foot. He's not. That's not necessarily his game so much. So Allen Robinson is really valuable in that sense. And if Belichick tries to take away some of the, again, dump-offs in the middle of the field stuff that Trubisky likes to go to, more in the, the quick game and, and getting him into a rhythm, that's when a guy like Allen Robinson would be huge. Think back to like the, the Green Bay Packers game where it seemed like it was Robinson over and over and over again, but that kept the ball moving because the Packers were bringing a lot of heat at Trubisky. The dump-offs weren't really getting him very far. You know, the middle of the field wasn't creating a lot for him, but he could kind of get those quick curls off to Allen Robinson, pick up some chunk yardage, get some rhythm going in this offense, and that's where the concern could be if Robinson isn't able to go. I would anticipate Nagy scheming up some more for Anthony Miller in this game because the Patriots won't have a lot of time to prepare for him. There's not a lot of tape on Anthony Miller at the NFL level, so we could see more from him. Maybe you see some more creativity from Trey Burton just because Burton hasn't been used a ton and hasn't had a lot of production. I mean, he's been on the field, just not a lot of production over these first five games. A couple catches for some decent yards each game, but never really taking over. So Matt Nagy has some luxury here that the Chiefs had last week, which was allowed them to stay right in the shootout with the Patriots. And obviously the Bears defense, in theory, should be a little bit better than what the Chiefs defense was able to do last week. But I don't know, there's injury question marks on that side of the ball as well. But at least from an offensive standpoint, the Bears now have some weapons to be able to combat what Bill Belichick might try and do. Because I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see what Bill Belichick's going to do. It's just fun to watch a good football coach in action going head-to-head with Matt Nagy here. And if you want to get to Soldier Field to see this game in person, then you got to download the Vivid Seats app. 
Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets to all the live events you want to go to, whether it's a Bears game, whether it's other sporting events or concerts or shows, you name it, it is there on Vivid Seats. I'm looking at Bears tickets right now on the app on my phone, and there's still tickets available to Patriots at Bears on Sunday, but the prices are going up and up. But I look ahead to Jets at Bears next Sunday, starting at only $143 per ticket. And thanks to Vivid Seats and the Locked On Podcast Network, we can get you $20 off your first order of $200 or more. Just use the promo code Locked On when you make your purchase on the Vivid Seats app. Of course, every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee, so there's no reason to be concerned. It's a trusted source with great selection and great prices, and you get an extra $20 off with that promo code Locked on from Vivid Seats. Still to come, we look at the Prince Amukamara injury situation. Perhaps another start for Kevin Tolliver in the works. And we'll look at how the Patriots could potentially attack that and what impact it could have on the Bears secondary. That's next on Locked on Bears. So as I'm sure you saw on Sunday... The Prince Amukamara hamstring saga continued as he left the game and did not return. It is the same hamstring that caused him to miss the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Matt Nagy was kind of vague about, you know, it, it's the same hamstring in the same leg, but he wasn't really, he said he wouldn't call it a setback, but it's in the same area. So I, I'm not enough of a medical professional, and by enough, I mean I am 0% a medical professional. So I, I, I don't know what that means exactly as to far as far as how concerned you might want to be but he was only limited at the first day of practice he didn't miss practice like he had the week before so in theory it's not something that will be too serious but if Kevin Tolliver has to go again at least he's had a few games of experience now under his belt cuz I'm telling you this New England Patriots offense is going to be a little bit uh something different than Tolliver's had to deal with at this point. I mean, we've talked about him before on this podcast. It's not, he hasn't been great. You know, he hasn't been phenomenal in any sense of the word, but he hasn't been terrible. I mean, he has played like an undrafted rookie free agent being cast into the starting lineup. You know, he was targeted a lot in his first couple games. You know, didn't play nearly as much against Miami, but still missed uh, a tackle in that game, one, one of the many players that did, and was out of position in coverage a couple times. And, you know, normally you can kind of get away with that, but against Bill Belichick, it, it really does raise a red flag, especially now that they have Josh Gordon out there, they have Julian Edelman back out there, and it really has added a new, or I guess returned a dynamic to this Patriots offense that wasn't there in their first four games. They were extremely running back and tight end reliant in their first four games. I think through four weeks, Brady had attempted the fewest passes to wide receivers of any quarterback in the NFL. I don't remember the exact time frame there, but it was at least the first three or four games of the season. But now that you have a, a true deep threat like Josh Gordon on one side, he can really take the top off of a defense, not only with speed, but size, that kind of rare combination there, uh, just a, a dominating vertical threat. And then Edelman, more of your kind of quick 
underneath guy, but he's not limited necessarily in that sense either. There's a lot of different ways New England can get creative with these guys, kind of like you think about the Bears offense. There's just a lot of, when you have this many weapons that can do a lot of different things, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can scheme matchups when you have Rob Gronkowski motioning out to wide receiver. You have great pass-catching running backs like James White in there. I mean, they are going to find ways to attack Kevin Tolliver. I think if Kevin Tolliver starts this game and Prince Mukamari is sidelined, Bill Belichick is circling that number 22 on his whiteboard. And they're saying, okay, we're going to run these three routes at him. We know the Bears are going to leave him in a lot of single coverage where it's cover one and cover three because that's what Vic Fangio likes to do. So you're talking some double moves against him, mostly I'm guessing double moves against him, but also route concepts that are going to challenge him as to, okay, do I get this guy in front of me or do I get this guy that's going behind me and clearly throwing to the guy that he chooses not to cover. I think they're going to send multiple people into that Kevin Tolliver area of the secondary. And there's only so much the Bears can do, right? I mean, we talked about this going into the Buccaneers game. We were concerned that, yeah, that high-flying Tampa Bay offense is probably going to give this young kid some trouble because they, they were so effective at throwing downfield. But I think Tolliver would be better off against Josh Gordon, which after Josh Gordon you know led the NFL in receiving yards, however many years ago that was, it almost seemed a little bit silly. But you know we, we've talked about Tolliver's skill set being more of that vertical cornerback, being able to defend the long over the top game better than the horizontal game because he's maybe not as fluid in his hips for changing direction and dealing with the more quick and short area explosive receivers. But when a guy's trying to take him long, he can use his hands like a veteran to create that contact on the route that doesn't allow the receiver to reach full speed and allows Tolliver to stay with him. So I think you'd see Belichick try and get some more of that quickness matched up with Tolliver if that's going to be the case. But even if it is Prince, I mean, it's a similar type of cornerback. But Prince is a little bit more well-rounded. He's a little bit more fluid as a cornerback, but he's still going to try and be physical on you and still not going to give you a ton of space. But you wonder if the hamstring injury was tweaked last week against the Dolphins, you know, do they maybe go to a a cornerback rotation this week since it's now, you know, the same injury kind of getting tweaked again that they don't want to leave Amukamara out there. I mean, I don't know. The, the Bears have an interesting situation to deal with there, but it, it just means they're going to need Eddie Jackson to step up and make more plays in the middle of the field. They're going to need Adrian Amos to remember how to tackle after missing five last week, a, a real aberration in his career. Those safeties are going to be challenged a lot by Rob Gronkowski to try and, again, isolate space on the outside. And Kyle Fuller, has to hold down his side. If if, if Tolliver's going to be the weak link there, they need another solid game from Voller, less like we had seen in the first couple games and more like we saw against the Dolphins last week. But like I've been saying all week, when you play the New England Patriots, your margin of error is just so slim. And that's why these injuries just become that much more magnified. Whether it's Khalil Mack and trying to get a pass rush on Brady, whether it's Allen Robinson and making sure you have enough weapons for what the Patriots might be able to take away. And then, of course, Tolliver, and potentially offering a weak link for Tom Brady to attack in the secondary. It's all just question marks that you you know these Patriots are going to be keying in on. And you know we'll be keying in on everything we can to put together a game plan for these Chicago Bears. 
coming up tomorrow on Locked On Bears. That's part of your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis that I know you've all come to expect from this podcast. I appreciate everyone that tells their friends about the show, subscribes on iTunes, leaves us that review. There's plenty of different ways you can help us out, and I truly appreciate every single one. You can also get even more out of Locked On Bears by joining the Locked On Bears Facebook group. Yesterday, we were talking about Khalil Mack's injury right in there, and I put out a little poll, you know, how concerned are you over Khalil Mack missing practice? The majority of our members voted just a little bit concerned, with second place coming not concerned at all, and uh, a few very concerned, but I think his relatively smooth injury history gives people a lot of confidence, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest this week on your favorite Chicago Bears podcast. As always, I hope you'll keep it locked on Locked on Bears and get ready for a fun but tough game against the New England Patriots. I mean, this game, more than ever, you're really going to need to bear down.